Figment popcorn buckets. Roller coaster rumors. Scrambler of the week. We've got it all here on Coffee with Coaster Bro. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to, I guess this is the third one I've done since the break. Drinking out of my Coaster Cuzzies mug that you can find on CoasterCuzzies.com slash store. What are you doing if you're listening to Coffee with Coaster Bro without the coffee mug? You have to have both. Alright, we'll start off with some coaster news. We've got plenty of it this week. The first big rumor coming from my old home park of Worlds of Fun, which I no longer claim. We have... Worlds of Fun. Worlds of Fun has... There's a rumor going around, finally, that it's finally, maybe next year, going to get that roller coaster that everybody has been bugging them about. I'd be a little sad if it was true, because I couldn't troll my old home park like that. But I have reason to believe that this is actually a true rumor. So next year, we've got the 49th birthday of Worlds of Fun, and then the year after that is going to be the 50th. And if you know anything about Cedar Fair Parks, they love to celebrate 50th birthday parties, or 150th or whatever it is. So I actually think Worlds of Fun is actually going to get what they deserve, and they're going to get a new coaster. I have no idea what it's going to be. No idea at all. Could it be a wing coaster? Could it be a Could it be a drop coaster? Um, could it be a, I mean, a dive coaster is what I meant. Could it be a standard ass... SNS free spin. It could. I hope it's not, but I think it could happen. But regardless, I do think World of Fun will finally get that roller coaster that they deserve. Well, maybe not the one they deserve, but they will get a roller coaster. And I know that it's going to be a big year for them on their 50th. In my heart, I'm even going to I'm going to go ahead and say that Winterfest will return. That's just out of emotions. I don't know if that's actually true. I think the roller coaster rumor is true. I don't know where the roller coaster is going to go. But um, there's a reason I'm taking a year off of a season, being a season pass holder at World of Fun. Because I don't get excited about a restaurant. I don't. So what I'm going to do is, if there is a big announcement, I might renew at the end of the year and get the end of next year free with my pass the following year. It's all strategy. Got a big brain here in Coaster, bro. All right. Some other big news. Six Flags is doing all sorts of crazy things with their season passes, and it's inconsistent from park to park. But we have at least some some answers from Six Flags Magic Mountain as well as the Texas parks. And I have a feeling that most enthusiasts are not very happy with it. <laughs> Because uh, you're going, basically, memberships are no more at these parks only, which is confusing. Um, but they're going to have passes, so three tiered passes. So they're kind of going back to how most parks do it that don't have the membership. And so we've got the Thrill Seeker Pass, which is going to be like the lowest pass. And I'm not going to go through every detail because not every detail is worth mentioning. <laughs> but. At Magic Mountain, you've got the most expensive pass, and I think you can expect that from here on out. But their lowest tier pass is $114.99, and it's called the Thrill Seeker Pass. And 
it allows like one skip the line pass for a weekday that you can use once. So like if you go on a Wednesday and for some reason Tatsu has a 30 minute wait, you can skip the line once a year, just one time a year on it. And there's blackout dates as well. So this is your lowest tier. It's somewhat, I mean, it's not, it's actually not that expensive. I say it's expensive. It's expensive to like what they have been doing, but it's still way less expensive than a Cedar Fair Pass. So the next step, you've got the Extreme Pass, which is 179, sorry, 175.99, and that one has no blackout dates. And so, so for me, that one might be the one that I would purchase if I was a SoCal resident. And then you have a bigger one, the Ultimate Pass, $329.99. Uh, my notes say a ripoff. There's all sorts of stuff in there, like free refill bottles if you like soda. Um, there's all sorts of other just ridiculous perks inside of that, but mm, not for me, dog. But I've never had to buy a Six Flags pass. I've always it's the perk of working for Six Flags years ago is that you still have some friends in the park and you don't have to worry about these memberships. So, um, I highly recommend you guys get into management at Six Flags so you have those connections instead of having to worry about whatever it is that um, Six Flags is trying to offer for their passes. Uh, I don't know what I like better, though. It uh, seems like memberships were a good idea, but I think uh, with the new new ownership, they're a little bit worried about giving away the gate like they have been with past years. So, I mean, if you're going to raise the price a little bit and less people are going to show up, but you're spending more money, like, I don't know. It might be a win. It might be a good thing for the parks. All right, Wicked Twister is officially down, I think. Um, I don't know, there was some viral videos of that spiral finally coming down, so... Yeehaw. I don't know why I even mentioned it in this show, because I don't I don't really care. But you guys apparently do, so that's why I brought it up. All right, Figment Buckets took over the world. They have taken over, and you can see if you're on the Instagram Live, I have a Figment over my shoulder. I'm I'm a big Figment fan. And basically what happened a couple, I guess two weeks ago, something like that. There was a day where Figment, it was announced there would be these Figment buckets. And people lined up for hours. I think I saw at least reports of like six and a half hour wait time for these damn buckets. Which, by the way, if you have a six and a half hour wait time in the park, I think you're doing that on purpose, Disney. I think you are. You couldn't close one of your restaurants and said, hey guys... Let's get a second line going of Figment popcorn buckets so they're not waiting as long. That was on purpose, guys. That was on purpose. Anyway. People, Diz Twitter went fucking nuts. Um, and one of the things that I hate that comes out of this, I mean, there's always the big response of what like Disney resellers are posting the buckets for. And by the way, people buy them. So... That is what it is. So it's obviously worth $130 to a lot of people. Um, but everybody's so quick to just shit on these resellers for that. And I I went on Twitter and, you know, a couple people called me out on it, I guess. But I said, yo, if, if you waited six and a half hours to get a damn figment popcorn bucket and you sold it for $130, like, good for you. Who cares? Now... There are some resellers that are probably unethical. Some people probably bought more than the two limit. Some people 
might have used their season pass discount. Both break the rules of Disney, right? But just because some people break the rules does not mean all resellers are bad. And I think that's a that's a mindset a lot of people need to need to fucking chill out on. Just because somebody is a reseller does not make them a bad human being. I know plenty of people that would be like, hey, resellers need a good damn job. That's not a job. When really, they're probably making more than your ass if that's their full-time job, first off. But a lot of resellers are just like teachers that find good deals and resell it at what people would actually buy it at. I don't see anything wrong with that. I really don't, especially for an extra, some extra cash. If that's what you got to do for your full-time job, maybe you got kids at home. Maybe that's all you can do. Maybe you can't have a full-time job. Let the people resell. Just because a few people are assholes doesn't mean that everybody is an asshole. That's your lesson today from Coaster Bro. So don't, don't fucking jump people's throat for reselling stuff. Not everybody's a bad person. Disney fans want you to think that. But there's plenty of people that just bought two, went ahead and resold it for $130 apiece, got some money. And by the way, they waited six hours for the popcorn bucket. I would have sold it for more. <laughs> That's a miserable wait. Honestly, I would have kept one of those buckets. They're cute as shit. Those are cute buckets. I'm not buying one for $130. But uh, if I was a local, I might have waited an hour for one of those things. Then I would have bought another one and maybe resold it. Just to just to trigger the, the Diz fans out there on Twitter. Alright. Other news. We have uh, opening dates for the 2020 Coasters, uh, SeaWorld, and Bush Parks. And I didn't write them down because I don't give a shit. Those rides were ready in 2020. And, um, you know, do what you want with your money. But when a park literally has the rides ready... They have the fucking key. All they got to do is turn it on, train their staff, get this thing going. No, they, they delayed the opening for two years for an attendance boost. Like, didn't even hide that. That's obviously what was happening. These rides were ready. When that happens, I am not going to rush to a park for that. And I don't think you should either. I mean, do what you got to do. If you're super excited about Pantheon, go ride Pantheon. But um, all you're doing is enabling that park behavior. If we don't show up to Pantheon, if we don't show up to Icebreaker, maybe they won't do that shit again. Maybe not. So, you won't find me rushing to any of those parks, unless I'm in the area. You know, if I happen to be in Florida, I might go ride Iron Gwazi. If you're a local to the park, I get it. But to travel across the world and be like, hey, I gotta ride Pantheon first. I just don't think it's the time to do that. <laughs> All right, we have some bad news out of Six Flags Great America. Their park president of 15 years uh, passed away. And, God, he'd been there for 15 years. And I, I didn't know anything about him, honestly, until I, I read up on it. But then I realized, like, he's been in a lot of YouTube videos. He's been there for 15 years. So um, I, I heard, great dude. Everybody that talked about him, met him, had conversations with him, loved the guy. So... Um, for all the Six Flags Great America fans, my condolences, but that's a sad story right there. All right, that's all the news I have for this week, kind of short and sweet, but let's move on to the Scrambler of the Week. I need to get sound effects for this show.
All right, Scrambler of the Week. We are going in alphabetical order. So we are now at Arnold's Park, a fantastic park in Iowa, middle of nowhere, somewhere around where the corn is. You've got this amusement park and a beautiful lake. Uh, this one's a weird one this week. So the Scrambler here is, you'd be surprised, called the Scrambler. And it was made by the Eli Bridge Company. Shout out to Brian on our last show, um, the Coaster Fuzzy Show, for giving us all those Scrambler facts about whatever his name was, E. Crambler. Uh, I forgot his first name, but, you know, the owner of the Eli Bridge Company made a masterpiece and put it in this Iowa park. So what's weird about this one in particular is I was able to find videos online of this scrambler. And I visited this park last year. I don't remember seeing the scrambler. But in 2021, June 2021, there was a Facebook Live put on by Arnold's Park that said, the scrambler is back. It's refurbished. It's got this new pop of color. It's got some red. It's got some blue. So it obviously exists. But when I went to look up facts about it online... The Scrambler is not listed on the website. I thought about DMing the park and being like, hey, do you guys actually have the Scrambler or not? But then I realized it was a Friday night and the social media in, in the off season, that's an inappropriate time to be reaching out to the social media dude to ask if the Scrambler is still there. So um, I don't know if it's there or not. Now, if it was there, I think I would rank this Scrambler much higher, but... If the park was proud about it, they would put it on the website. So I'm going to give it a 2.7. It must not be a very good scrambler if the park does not proudly post about it on their first, like their homepage, their splash page. It should be the number one ride there. Um, so yeah, 2.6. It's my lowest rated scrambler just because we don't know if it exists or not. It has to, but does it? <laughs> Who knows? All right, moving on to what's Coaster Bro up to? What am I up to? What am I doing currently? I am preparing to run. Today's a great day. The high is supposed to get up to 42. And all of January, I've been having to run on a treadmill, which is not my favorite thing. But uh, I'm excited. I think we'll actually get an outdoor run. There's no snow on the ground. It's going to be kind of warm enough. So I am pumped for that. All right, what am I reading? I'm reading nothing. Since the last show, I haven't read a single chapter of Harry Potter, so I'm calling myself out on it in front of you guys to make sure that I read some this week and come back to you with an answer on what I'm reading. What am I thinking about? I've been thinking about the Coaster Fuzzy show and how much fun I've had with Angela, AJ, and Brian for recording that with us, and uh, just a big thank you to those guys. It's been fun posting about it on social media and having you guys vote, but for them to spend their time and just have a goofy two hours or so recording that, I'm just so thankful for that, and um, I just, I've just i been thinking about that a lot lately, how, how thankful I am for those guys. All right, I am buying Hoka shoes. So recently, Hoka, if, you don't, if you're not a runner, they are a very popular running shoe, and the second you put one of those things on and take a run in them, you understand. All right, so I got two two pairs of Hoka's recently. Actually, my wife got me a pair for Christmas. Nope, that was my that was my mom. Um, sorry, mom. Thank you for the shoes, but she got me the Mach Fours, which are like a quicker shoe, which are a lot of fun. 
And then I got the Bondi 7s that are like, when you put them on, it looks like I'm wearing high heels, how much taller I am. Oh, that was my wife. Thank you, wife, for clarifying which gift you got me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is awkward. Anyway, got the Bondi 7s, went out, shopped at Shields the other day, and man, I like them. It does, you can't even feel the ground. You're just running on clouds. So um, I'm a big fan of those Hoka shoes, and I'm probably going to be buying more once I run these shoes out. But one thing that I'm actually doing is I'm doing the Sesame Street Mile Challenge, where if I run 100 miles this year, I get like these dope sunglasses from that are like Sesame Street branded, and I'm like collecting pins along the way. So I'm doing the 100 mile run challenge, and my wife is doing the 500 mile run challenge. <laughs> so she's doing the 500 because one, I think she can do it. I don't think I can get that that many miles in. And I'm doing the 100 so that we can collect all the pins along the way because there's a different set of pins for 100 and 500. So I would hap I happily took the 100, and uh, it's going to be great. So we're running to Sesame Street is the idea. So I guess my wife is running from California, and I'm just running from, like, Pennsylvania. So, again, I'm good with that. All right, what am I learning? I'm learning that I, I'm relearning that I love to train people at my job. We've got this new gal at work, and I'm training her on a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, damn, I'm fucking good at training people. It just feels good to be good at something. And it's not my job, really, to train people, but I'm really enjoying it. And um, that's what I've been relearning, that training is fun. Teaching is fun. I should do that more often. What am I watching? I am watching Yellowstone currently. Yellowstone, oh my god, what a show. The perfect show. In my opinion, there are thrilling scenes. It's the characters are all just so good and they're sweet. And Beth Dutton is my favorite personal character on the show. Rip is also great. And John Dutton, gotta give him a shout out. Jimmy, also great. Uh, Mo, another fantastic character. We have two episodes left in the series. So we're going to be finishing that this weekend, and holy shit, I can't wait to finish it. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to be sad to finish it, but I can't wait to see how all this stuff resolves, because it's, in my opinion, a perfect show. And uh, I think we're going to start rewatching it this weekend, too, as well, the wife and I. What am I avoiding? Um, I'm wanting to do something with Brian's Scrambler facts that he dropped on the Coaster Fuzzies show, but I'm just, like, putting that off, so that's what I've been avoiding but that content is gold, and I got to do something with it. So I'm going to figure that out soon. Um, let's see. What am I playing? I'm back on the Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 train after finishing Pokemon and realizing I'm through the storyline, and there's nothing more to really do um, on Brilliant Diamond on uh, Nintendo Switch. I've gone back to playing Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, and I think this is like the third time I'm beating it on the Switch. Which, by the way, on the Switch, that game is outstanding. I don't understand, I mean, I think a lot of people are like, I played it on the computer when I was a kid, and that game just lagged. It doesn't lag on the Switch. It's beautiful. It's like meant to be there. So if you haven't played it on the Switch, if you have a Switch, I think it's worth a buy. It takes a second to get the controls down, and um, and all that, but it's a great game. Alright, what am I eating? Um, recently I've been packing my lunch to work. 
A lot because COVID is um, running rampant in the state of Kansas where I work. And eating by myself is probably the best option. But I've been making a turkey, brie, and apple sandwich. And it's been so fucking fire. Brie cheese for the win with apples. I think apples and cheese in general, one of the most underrated, like criminally underrated combos in food of all time. So I've been eating that. It's been a fantastic sandwich. And I recommend you go to your local grocery, get the brie cheese, get a good apple, put it on a turkey sandwich. Oh man, is it great. Ah, Andrew in the chat room saying he had some amazing, amazing burn-ins this week. Yeah, we had lunch together. You were in Kansas City, and we both went to Jack Stack, and I got to show you the beautiful, sexy burnt end of Kansas City. So I'm glad uh, you got to see that. I know you ate at Joe's too. Interested to hear like what you think is better. Um, I know I have an I have an opinion as well, but um, God dang, both are good. But it was great catching up with you, dude. It's like I think that's the first time I've actually met with like a podcaster. Since I've started Coaster Cuzzies. Had a few invites that like, didn't work out or I was busy or something. So I was like, it was good to see you, man. It was really good to see you. All right. What am I wishing? I am wishing for a reason to buy a season pass to World of Fun in 2023. I am. So hopefully, new coaster, fingers crossed. Hope it's good. Burn-ins better at Jack's that brisket at Joe's. That is exactly the answer. That's the answer. You're right. All right. So we do have some questions to answer. If you have any questions, go ahead and put them in the question box. But we'll answer some questions in the show here. I believe this is Airtime Mike asked this. Top five Cedar Fair parks. All right. I'm not going to put it in any order. So I think I've done that before. But I will say Knott's is number one for me. I love Knott's. The theming is great. I think the ride lineup is great is good it's the perfect size of a park for me so we'll put knots in there i think king's island and king's dominion both fall in there as well so there's three and we'll do carowinds and unfortunately as much as i want to keep cedar point out of the top five i think i do have to go ahead and put it in the top five for what it is okay We'll put it in there. All right. Do you think Florida is next in line for a giga? I know it ain't going to be worlds of fun. I know that's not going to be the answer. How crazy would that be if it was, though? Um, I don't know anything about rumors in Florida or um, who might be getting a giga outside of California. So I'm going to go California because you've got the strong rumors coming out over there. So I'm going to say that's the next state, but I'm also not sure. I just don't, like, would, where would the Giga go? Would it be SeaWorld? Would it be Tampa? I just don't, I don't know where the fit is. But there's probably a rumor out there somewhere that I don't know about. So I guess we'll find out. What are some surprising answers you received for the advent calendar thing from December. Um, I don't remember a lot of the answers, but I was always surprised when somebody would say, like, I don't have an answer. And it's like, that's like going to an interview and, like, asking, like, hey, tell me about a time 
when you had a conflict with somebody and then you answer, oh, I don't have conflict. (laughs) It's like, no, you do. You're a human. That's part of the human experience. And I think everybody has a favorite scrambler. If you don't have one, just answer. So that was like the most surprising to me when, when people would say that. And I realized they were probably like 12-year-olds saying that, but that was the most surprising um, answers I would get sometimes. Oh, shoot. <laughs> you have unlimited funds. Make Worlds of Fun the best park in the USA. Well, time to completely rebuild Disneyland. At <laughs> no. Okay, so what I would do, um, and I'll try to go quick here. You've got the carousel at the front entrance. And it's off to the right because they built it before they realized they were getting a front entrance. So it's just awkwardly spaced. Put that in the middle where there's just grass. Like, I hate the front entrance. The front entrance is pretty, but then you walk in and it's just grass. And you can go to either side of the grass. There should be a ride there. It should be the carousel. Move that up. Um, Best park in America. We've got to add like a Giga, an Orient. Let's add like a drop. um, Sorry, a... A drop ride. I call it a drop ride. What am I doing? A B&M vertical drop. Wow. Machine. I can't remember what it thinks. We can put that over in Africa and take out the boomerang. Maybe put in a wing rider. It's still not going to be the best park in America. You're going to have to add like three classic dark rides. Um, add like a modern dark ride. Add interesting entertainment. Like, you can't do it. You got to turn Mamba into a B&M Hyper. <laughs> like, it's not possible to make it the best park in America. But there are some steps that I would take to make that. My wife likes the grass. But what if the grass was still there? There was just a carousel in the grass. Or, like, what if it was celebrated that you could sit on the grass? All right. Do you think Six Flags can get out of being known as the discount park? I do think that. I and I I honestly think it's not really fair currently for them to be called the discount park cuz their shit's expensive. It's just their front gate. So I think they're trying to fix that. Um I also if you could see I think they need to focus on their facilities and getting some of their old like crusty buildings looking nice with fresh paint. And like making sure that their paveways are, or sorry, their their midways are paved properly. That could help. But um, I think people will always just want to call Six Flags the discount park. And I don't know that that's necessarily fair. Like, honestly, we might be looking at, before long, is Palace Entertainment the discount park. It's not not as well known. So I think they can get out of it, but I also think that some people just love to call it the discount park and it won't go away. So complicated answer there. Why didn't anyone pick the old Borg-themed flyer for their team? I'm assuming you're talking about for a bar fight. Um, It would be really hard to fit the Borg flyer, the Borg assimilator, into a bar. So I don't know that that's a fair pick. Um, for a bar fight, I'm just not sure. Um, I also don't know what a Borg assimilator is, <laughs> and that's probably my own fault. Is that Star Trek, Star Wars? I'm not sure. 
But um, maybe that's why, because nobody knew. Any alarm clock recommendations? Um, obviously asked by my wife, who just purchased an alarm clock that is outstanding. I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but we have this alarm clock now that simulates a sunrise and only plays noise at the time you're supposed to wake up. And it's like this wind flute, very peaceful noise. But it also wakes you up naturally with the light because it simulates a sunrise. So you're actually woken up by light. And it's very, oh, it's called the hatch recover. Thank you. Hatch recover. I recommend this alarm clock to anybody. I really do. It's um, it's really peaceful to wake up to that as opposed to the Apple alarm that I've been waking up to for like my whole life of just the loud noise and then like panicking and trying to grab your phone and turn off the alarm. Um, it's a very peaceful alarm clock, so I recommend it to anybody. All right, what do I think the next big coaster is going to be at Cedar Point? Um, I honestly, I hope it's not coming for a long time. When I think about this coaster lineup at Cedar Point, you have the quantity there. Let's focus on quality a little bit. Like I do, not, I think it would be like reckless to replace Wicked Twister with a roller coaster. It's not a good plan. You're trying to if you're trying to boost this thing as a resort, that should be replaced with like retail and dining. Like make it a little city walk area. That's plenty of room to make that. People love to say how much room is not where Wicked Twister is. That plaza's fucking huge. And that that ride is super long. There's plenty of space to do some cool stuff with that. Expand the boardwalk, make it to where I want to go. And spend two days at the park instead of popping in to ride Maverick and leaving after a half day. That's what you should focus on. So, the next big coaster, if it's in 10 years, I'd be happy. They should focus on making it a better resort. Making a more attractive lineup for like families. And like put in some dark rides. Why, why does the biggest park in America not have a fucking dark ride? Ugh. Anyway, let's make it 10 years from now, and let's go ahead and make it a GCI coaster because they need they need a solid wooden roller coaster, and I think it would fit well after replacing the mine ride. I think you should put it where the Cedar Creek mine ride is. That ride is kind of garbage, so put a family Woody in a family Woody. I don't I don't I don't want a top 10 GCI there. Put in a family wooden roller coaster because you need that. You need more family appeal. Quit trying to be thrill capital. You're not even really thrill capital in my opinion, but anyway, that was the last question. Got me fired up. All right. Well, thank you for listening, guys. That's Coffee with Coaster Bro. Next week, we will be hitting the road again. Jeff and I will be taking you guys to New York, New York, talking about the park's around new york city as well as what to do in the city so if you do have recommendations shoot me a dm at coaster cuzzies on any social um, because we have a lot of research to do with attractions i don't think he and i have ever been to new york city which is a surprise um i've been i've been to one park there but dipped in dipped out and spent time in the city dumbest thing i've ever done but um if you have recommendations for new york city what to eat what to check out please dm us let us know and um yeah, if you didn't know, this this podcast here is weekly. So keep an eye out on our podcast feed. Make sure you subscribe. 
And check us out on all our social medias. We got TikTok, we got Instagram. We got the Twitter machines. So check us out. Anyways, thank you for watching and listening. Copy of Ghost Bro. We're out. Thank you.